0: Um, This is Taylor Hearn of the Texas Rangers and you listen to the Ranger Report Podcast. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman.
1: Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on Twitter at BDieter75. C.J. has the day off. So... Let's talk a little bit about today. We're going to be interviewing Zach Kent, prospect for the Rangers, who finished the year last year with the Frisco Rough Riders. So I am looking forward to talking to him. It's going to be a great interview. Then we will uh, wrap it up after that. But it ought to be fun. Uh, Zach is a good guy, a prospect. If you don't know him, you'll learn some things about him. So it's good. Don't forget you can go to the rangerreportcom slash shop and you can buy some, uh, merch that we have there. We have some good stuff right now in the store. So go check that out. Uh, become a patron, get uh, free, uh, video podcasts, extra podcasts that we don't air on the uh, channel as well as a, uh, discord server that you can join and, uh, talk Rangers with us whenever you feel like it, uh, when you don't do it on Twitter or Facebook and follow us there as well. And as always, we're brought to you by Walton's, walton's everything but the meat thank you to waltons for uh, for being our biggest sponsor and probably always will be so we appreciate we appreciate waltons we've got some big news coming in 2022 that we'll let you guys know here soon but for now we'll keep it under the hat um thank you to everyone i mean this has been a great year like me and cj have talked about several times and i speak for cj too thanking everyone and just saying hey you guys have done great thank you so much for listening for tweeting for uh reviewing and for buying stuff from the store becoming patrons all that stuff we really do appreciate it we do this guy we do this for you guys and we appreciate the fact that you listen and interact and when it comes down to it we're all just rangers fans that love to talk about the rangers so thank you guys for that coming up after this short break we will talk to rangers prospect zach kent this is the ranger report podcast experience the joy of watching your friends and family's faces light up when you feed them wild game you harvested and made them delicious sausages or meet your barbecue and grill with the finest seasonings available. Visit our friends at Waltons.com to find everything you need to turn wild game into tasty meat snacks or spice up your barbecue with new flavors and seasonings. With over 500 seasonings to choose from, there's something that everyone will love. They even have step-by-step videos and how-to articles at Beatjustics to help you go from animal to edible. Use coupon RANGERS15 at checkout to say 15% on your first order at Waltons.com. Waltons everything but the meat all right everybody welcome to the ranger report podcast we are excited today to be joined by texas rangers prospect zach kent zach how are you doing today
0: doing great good to be on
1: Thanks. Thanks for taking the time. I know it's the holiday season. Merry Christmas and happy new year to you and your family.
0: Thank you too. Appreciate
1: it. All right. So let's take a look back. Uh, we haven't got to talk to you yet. Although I watched you at Frisco a couple times when you, when you got called up uh, earlier this season, but how do you feel about your, uh, your growth during the 2021 season?
0: Um, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty excited. Um, you know, looking back on it, I was kind of frustrated towards the end of the year, just kind of how things ended up for me. But, um, Starting out, you know, I kind of was told I wasn't good enough to start. Um, and I had to wait my turn. And I was like, all right, like I know how – I know that when my time comes, I'll take advantage of it. I just got to wait patiently. And, you know, as uh, as everything gets shuffled about, you know, around the quarter way of the season, um, I get the opportunity to go start. And I was pitching pretty well out of the pen. And uh, from then on, it was kind of – I hit the ground. Well, I hit the ground got punched right in the mouth, right? as I My first start didn't do very well but I was just trying to pitch like a starter and like, you need to pitch like you were a reliever and go from there. So then I started pitching uh, my game rather than letting the hitters come to me. I was coming to them. And then at each week I got better and better and better and got called up to double a uh, for like the last quarter of that season and um, pitched pretty well. There yeah, had a little bit of bad luck, a little bit of timely hitting, but um, other than that, like I, I was, I was pretty excited for how I was. I knew, I knew I was able to have a, you know, a year where I could break out in the organization and kind of, you know, tell them, Hey, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm serious. I'm the real deal kind of
1: thing. Yeah. Cause reading your bio, I noticed that uh, you were told no, at a younger age, you were, and you've been, uh, you've been looked over a couple of different times yet here you are, you know, in the Rangers organization at the double A level. And you did real well at single A, like you said, some things didn't go great at uh, at double, but you seem to finish out pretty strong. You know, do you, do you kind of have a chip on your shoulder about that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of at the point where, the tip is like my whole shoulder now. Like I don't even have a shoulder from how big it feels, um, you know, through high school, wasn't able to, you know, play on varsity at an early age, wasn't good enough to pitch there until my junior year, go to college, you know, worried I was going to get redshirted. shirted, ended up pitching a lot, but didn't have a lot of success. And told me, told me how, I couldn't start, you know, after my fresh or after my sophomore year, like, Hey, you're probably not going to get started coming back. You know, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I've been told no so much, like, it's just come second nature to me. Like you tell me now, I'm like, well, here I'll show you how good I can be. And I think, I've, I think I'm at the point now where I've, I've given up trying to prove to everybody else and it's just how good I can be. Um, that's kind of something I found uh, this off season going into it. It was like, I don't have to show anybody how good I am. All I gotta do is be the best version of myself and that'll set me up for success.
1: So what does the off season look like for you? What, what are you working on between now and spring training?
0: Yeah, right now, just kind of delivery. Um, obviously, I'm in the weight room and um, you know, getting an afternoon there and building strength and um, going about that. But really right now, it's my delivery, just trying to use my lower half a little more. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty strong, pretty explosive um, pitcher, but I don't have everything timed up too well. So everything started timing up kind of towards the end of the year, but it's it wasn't where I, it needed to be because um, I think there's a lot more in the tank in my fastball and in, in my delivery. Um, I mean, obviously I've, I've, i ran it up, you know, in the upper mid upper nineties. Uh, but I think the floor velo is where I want to bring that up to match everything. And, um, so yeah, like my, my typical days, you know, work out, throw, talk to a few coaches, um, and just send video and get feedback and just bouncing a bunch of ideas off them. um, using them as much as I can.
1: Are you in Arizona? Is that where you're working out this offseason? season? I am. Yeah. Yep.
0: I'm in, I'm in the village, uh, grinding okay. out here with a few other guys. Um, and we're all just kind of getting after, uh, you know, maybe four or five guys out here right now, but I think it'll pick up more after the new year.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it will. So, uh, now you, you did play at the Virginia military Academy. So what experience do you gain from pitching there that that's helped you in the minors so far?
0: Yeah. I mean, just being able to pitch in a ballpark that is not a pitcher's ballpark. Um, yeah, I kinda, I kinda, when I, I didn't, Everybody tells you, oh, you know, when I got to Frisco, I was like, hey, man, the ball is going to fly, you're going to jump, you got to figure out how to do it. I was like, I don't believe in that. Like, I know how bad a ballpark is, like all these ballparks look uh, normal. And then um, it was actually funny, the manager, uh, after my first start in Frisco, I gave up a solo home run, we lost one nothing. And um, he was like, solo shots, don't, you know, don't hurt you. And I ended up giving up a lot of solo shots after that, and it did hurt me, but um, I just, I, you know, I didn't believe it. Like, you know, I didn't believe that the ball can really fly like that, but, you know, having experience from VMI, just pitched in a ballpark where you're going to get hurt. It's just a matter of, can you, can you stop the bleeding and can you still cover your innings? And, you know, as a starter at, you know, at a starter at a mid-major school, um, and being like the ace of that team, you have to be able to cover your innings. And I was, I kind of got pushed to Sunday because our coach at the time was like, Hey, this is the best chance for us to win on Sunday they're pitching their worst pitcher, you know, technically their worst starter. And we're pitching our best. So, and we had no pen by then. So he just let me go. And I really learned a lot about how, how to pitch when you don't feel good, how to pitch when the ballpark, uh, all those ballparks are hitters ballparks. And just, I learned how to pitch when everything was stacked against you. And I think that's helped me set me up in my minor league career so far um, that you know, I'm not going to have the, I'm not going to feel great one day. I'm not going to have my best stuff that day, but I still got to find a way to, you know, pitch well enough to set the team up to win.
1: Yeah. Well, coming up on 2022, are you the kind of player, do you set goals for yourself? And if so, what do you want to accomplish in 2022?
0: I I typically try to set goals for myself, but I've I've given up on trying to reach my expectations because I set them too high and I kind of get frustrated at myself. But every goal that I've kind of had in the past, I've, I've, I've reached, but they seem ridiculous at first, you know, it's like, I, I wanted to be in double. League, but I was like, I haven't even pitched in low A yet. Like that's one of my starting, starting season and I end up doing it. So, I mean, this year I'd like, I'd like to pitch in the, uh, with the big league club at the end and, you know, help hopefully, you know, do well and stick around. But it, you know, if I don't, it's no big deal, but I'm just trying to be the best pitcher that I can be and um just be uh I just want to be dominant consistently. I think that's a big thing for myself is just each day, every fifth, sixth day, come out there and be consistent, six, seven innings, throwing up zeros. I mean, if I can do that, then um, everything will fall into place. So just taking it every day at a time and just really focusing on um the best pitcher that I can be for the 2022 season.
1: So what's the best advice that someone's given you so far since you've become a professional player?
0: I think the, the best advice that I got was, um, from Jordan Teagues. Uh, obviously he was my, he's the pitching coordinator now mm-hmm. for the Rangers, but he was my, he's he was the high pitching coach at the time. And he told me, um, stop, let the hitters come to you. You take it to them because the last thing you want to do is be thinking too much of them out thinking about, Oh, this is how the swing are hit me too hard. He's like, take that away from them and kind of say, Hey, this is me. This is what I got. This is my game plan. You have to adjust to me. And, um, that really, he kind of set the fire for me. First season, I was already, I was already pretty angry because I wasn't starting and I, I wanted to, but, uh, yeah, I mean that, that was like the biggest thing. He was like, you can't let them come to you because you're going to get hurt. Just go after them. So that was a big thing for me.
1: Yeah, I can understand it. It's got to be tough, you know, when, when you're, when you're pushing through like that, but it's always good to have, and I've heard he's a great guy. I've never met him, but I've heard he's such a good guy. I'm I'm glad he's the coordinator. Now that's really good.
0: We're in good hands. The minor leagues are in good hands. Yeah.
1: Well, you guys were fun to watch this year at every single level. So, I mean, it was, the the team is, this is probably the most stacked pitching I've ever seen the Rangers have, and I've been covering them since 2008
0: yeah i mean everywhere you look you look at left he's throwing 95 Damn. You look right it's like dang he's throwing 98 it's like where are these guys coming from but i think it's just everybody's holding each other to accountability within yeah. the uh, organization at the minor levels um and i think we all see it. there's an opportunity for you know it doesn't matter who you are where you got drafted where you come from there's an opportunity for you and just a matter of taking advantage of
1: so, uh, what what teams did you root for? What team did you root for growing up? And who were some of the players that you kind of looked up to, or did you have any?
0: Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Virginia, so obviously there's no team in Virginia. But uh, my grandfather's father, he was he was a uh, he worked the trolley in Baltimore, so he kind of told me that story when I was younger. And then I became a pretty pretty heavy Baltimore Orioles fan growing up, and was rooting for them a ton. And then as I got to college, I kind of was more like I like these pitchers, but Um, Pitchers that I looked, I looked up to uh, when I was younger um, was like Roy Holliday, Max Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw. um, And then now it's like Jacob DeGrom, uh, Corbin Burns, like guys like that, like the real dominant people. I like to watch them and see how they carry themselves, not on the field, but off the field and kind of how they approach the game because um, I think there's some kind of like some kind of level of uh, mastery that they have that some, that other guys don't have where, you know, they, they see the game a different way. So I don't really look at how they do. It's kind of what they do off the field and how they carry themselves, you know, when they're doing terrible and stuff like that. That's kind of what. there's my, those are my inspirations of those, those kind yeah. of
1: guys. Those are good ones too. That's just some good pictures. And you know, the Rangers, they're, they're rumored to be looking at Clayton Kershaw, which that would be awesome if, if he came yeah, to that'd Texas. Be, that'd be fun. That would be fun. All right. On draft day, you were a later round pick, but where were you? And do you remember how you found out?
0: Yeah. So, um, there were some murmurs that I was gonna go uh, like either early or mid um day two. So I was like, that you know, that sounds sounds great. That's you know, top ten rounds. So yeah. I was kinda sitting there and I was at my grandparents with with uh my dad, grandmother and mom. We were just sitting there kind of they have Wi Fi. We don't I don't we don't have very good Wi Fi at home, <laughs> so we were kinda watching it on that. And uh sitting there, you know, six seventh, round goes by. And then I see I see some friends that I that I played with in college. I had better uh years than they did. And they, you know, they kind of went and so I was like, screw this, like oh, I can't watch this anymore. And about the time I go I go to the bathroom and I come back. When I come back, all of a sudden I and it's I hear uh um Kip Fag saying that they're picking me in the ninth round and uh at a BMI acting at a BMI. <laughs> and the guy I think mean, it was funny because uh you know I didn't I kind of put my head down. I was like dang they really I really got, I feel like that was the first thing to talk to me. They picked me like, I, I, like, I feel like I was in a great spot like with that organization. And, um, and then, uh, I was just like, I had kind of hit my hands and I was just like, I can't believe it because I have not had much success in baseball to my standards, but I, I had a good enough year to strike out that it worked out.
1: Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And that's good that they were the first team to contact. Yeah.
0: Yeah. First yeah. one, the scout handed me, Um, Brian Matthews handed me his card and said, we'll be in touch. And that was, and that was the first one. And then I, you know, I talked to a bunch of other teams, but then, you know, then they were the ones that got me. So I'm I'm very grateful.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Now you, you you of course, saw the Rangers spent a little bit of money right before the, uh, the MLB major league lockout started on Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, John Gray and uh, Cole Calhoun. So, as someone who's in the organization and you see them spending that kind of money to start improving that team, how does that make you feel as a guy who's, who's working his way to the show?
0: It's, it's really exciting to to see that. I think, I think it's a level of respect that they have for the minor leaders that they're going out and getting, they're going and getting guys like, Hey, the rebuilds kind of, we're kind of out of that part. We're kind of seeing, all right, we want to see success now. So they're going to go get, you know, your superstars and the guys who can stabilize the pen. Um, as in John Gray, like he's had, he's had success in his major league career. So obviously they have guys that like, like that. And then Seager and Marcus and, and Cole got him. They've had their own success with other teams and yeah. like in the playoffs and world series. So there's a level of the, the veterans that they are bringing. It's it uh, tells you that it's, it's, it's time. Like it's the young guys are coming mm-hmm. and we're going to have the right guys to teach us how to, how to get it done, how to win.
1: Yeah, we're excited as people that cover the team, you know, watching watching what's coming with with all you guys down there and then also what the Rangers did. Like, I, I was skeptical. I've been around for a long time. I thought, well, you know, they're not going to spend that much money. And then they put up half a billion dollars in one day. I thought, okay, all right, they're being serious about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're, I, I,
0: think, I think it's time. I think we're, yeah. we're tired of, you know, being towards the bottom and we're ready yeah. to take it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All right, let's switch gears a little bit. When you've been on the mound, high school, college, or in the pros, what's one of the funniest things anyone's ever said to you?
0: <laughs> so my my freshman year in high school, um, I had a coach who didn't play much baseball, He but he was in the military, and, um, and he, was, uh, he was a Marine. And I was pitching bad one time, and oh, I wasn't pitching bad, but I was pitching decent, and mm-hmm. I was kind of walking some guys, and he came out to me. And he just told me a story of him in the military and had nothing to do with baseball. He had me cracking up how he was somewhere and somewhere that he, you know, he shouldn't have been. And the locals were asking for medicine to help their headaches and all that stuff. And and, um, they were feeling miserable. And he had a pack of M&Ms and he started giving them M&Ms. They're taking that. They came back and they said, Oh, my headache's gone. And everything. And then he just walked off the mountain. And I was like, what just happened? He kind of told me that story and I went out and struck out the side and came back in. And so anytime I kind of get in the, You know, Anytime I get into my own little trouble, I kind of think of stuff that's not baseball related, kind of take my mind off of of where I'm at. So I I actually use that story a lot when when people ask me, like, how do you, like, how do you, what do you do when you're pitching the jam? So I kind of just tell them that this is a story that one of my coaches told me He, he didn't know a thing about baseball other than he watched it, but he didn't know how to coach it but he was actually one of my best coaches I had football and baseball. And I really appreciated that story because it helped a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's pretty awesome right there. That's, that's good. Uh, M and for medicine. That, that's a good placebo right there. But yeah, those kinds of stories yeah. are, are great. And that, you know, that's one thing I was going to ask you, I'm glad you answered is how you kind of calm yourself down when you get into trouble. And so something like that is a great story to have to sort of replay through your head when that happens.
0: Yeah, there's that. And then, um, I, uh, you know, Baseball, when it comes down to it, it's just a sport. And yes, it's my job. And yes, I want to have success. But when it comes down to it, it's just a game. So if, you, yeah. if I kind of have to remind myself that too. Like, you know, I'm, I'm playing chess out here on top of baseball. And, you know, I got bases loaded, but I'm still one pitch away. Like, it's still a game. Like, I have seven guys behind me yeah. to, uh, you know, to protect me, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So I kind of just remember, hey, it's a game. You're one pitch away from getting out of it. Don't overthink it. Don't, you know, don't blow it up in your head. You know, you're just playing baseball.
1: All right, uh, a lot of a lot of pitchers that we talk to play golf. Are you a golfer?
0: So I just started. So I played <laughs> golf, but I have not been very good. And uh, I actually started getting lessons when I came back out to Arizona. And um, I'm and I'm actually getting pretty good. And I think I might hit Cole up, telling him, "Hey, I'm ready <laughs> to play some golf because he's pretty good. Because uh, he's asked me to play the four uh, out here, and I'm uh, and I'm like, you know, I can't play with you, dude. You're too good. Like I'm, I, I I'm terrible, but." I'm, I've gotten better. So I think I can hang with him now.
1: Well, there's, a, there's another podcast, the Texas Rangers baseball podcast. I'm sure, you know, who Jeff Wilson is with him. He's a beat writer yeah. for the Rangers and they had Cole went on and he, he, he admitted that he thought he was the best golfer of everybody out there. So someone needs yeah, to no, take he, him down. I think.
0: Uh, not going to be <laughs> me anytime soon. I can tell you that I'm about 20 handicapped.
1: So, Oh uh, yeah. You know, my, my best golf shot ever. And I don't play anymore. I did when I was younger, my best golf shot ever. Actually I slipped. And swung as I was falling and I actually made a birdie, but if I did hit where I aimed, I probably wouldn't have made it. So the only reason I made it is because I fell down a hill. So that, that's my best golf shot I've ever had. So I, my handicap was non-existent. Basically, you know, it was playing golf yeah. was my handicap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. We're there for a good time. You know, we're not trying to win. Not oh, trying yeah. to take anybody's money. We're just yeah. for a good time.
1: Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we wrap up with you, uh, we're going to ask you what is one of the most difficult questions we ask everybody. So you, you've been in Texas, you played in Frisco, you played in, uh, so what is your go-to at Whataburger?
0: Whataburger? So (laughs) I've only actually been there
1: once. Yeah. I was going to say you haven't been in Texas all that much. So.
0: Yeah. So I've, I've been to the Whataburger in tech and, and Frisco once. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I can't tell you what it was, but somebody told you it's like some kind of like buttery, thing like oh, the sandwich, breakfast right. sandwich yeah
1: the hunter buddy chicken yeah. biscuit yeah
0: yeah they told me to get that like you have to get it so i got that ate that yeah, yeah. and then i also got a uh cheeseburger yeah. and uh, and i just i'm pretty i'm i'm pretty plain for like my cheeseburger i just like the cheese or if there's bacon cheese bacon and the burger yeah. and uh so i just got that thought it was good but i'm actually more a five guys person myself <laughs> so uh, people listening to this they're probably you know like how can you do this but it's, it's, i'm not from texas i'm sorry
1: no that's good as long as you're not an in and out guy no one will get mad at you
0: yeah no i think in and out is <laughs> trash it's, it's a it's a overvalued mcdonald's
1: well you just gained a whole lot more fans just by saying that right there <laughs> so zach uh well we appreciate your time today zach and uh safe travels back to back to virginia
0: thank you have a good one merry christmas merry christmas, merry merry christmas. Holidays. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.